episode 21 of If These Walls, Disney's Haunted Mansion, should be paired with Ghost Waltz Cabernet Sauvignon and the song Grim Grinning Ghosts by the Singing Busts. See you around, Georgie. That was our best friend, George W. Bush, leaving the. No, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. George W. Bush. (laughs) Why? I I wanted it to be someone else. Georgie came out, and I could not fast enough think of a a better, more notable George. Clooney. Fucking Clooney. (laughs) I hate myself. It's just the way I was raised. It's fine. You mean Republican? Hmm? I mean, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will own that. <laughs> that is how I was raised. It's I okay. learned other things. I feel other ways, but that's not what we're talking about today. Eventually you'll grow out of it. Sometimes I already did girl. I grew out of that. No, I know. I cognizant. You know what I mean? You know what? I honestly grew out of it when I started working. And by that, I mean, specifically working in customer service and noticing trends in people. And how people treated other people. And then I decided I want to be on that side of the fence. Because your empathy grew. Yes. Yes. You also get, I mean, IDK man. My first job was a really interesting source of trying to learn empathy as quickly as possible while also struggling with the fact that I hated a part of what I was doing. Because I worked at Claire's and I pierced <laughs> infant, infant baby's ears. And I wanted to... Take the children and run (laughs) and run to Mrs. Fields and get them some milk and cookies and say, I won't let your mommy hurt you. Why? Why do people get their infants? Okay. So part of it is cultural. Part of there, there is. I get that. I get it. I get it. But that's not consistent. It's not consistently a thing. The most frustrated. I remember a time where I almost told these people to get out of my Claire's was they made a big deal about how they had, it was a three, it was a one-year-old, um, about one, maybe 18 months. Anyway, child. Um, and clear, and it was, dad had just bought Tiffany diamond earrings for this no. baby. Nope. Mm-mm. Baby didn't have pierced ears. So first off, what you doing, dad? And sec- first, I mean, second, don't give children Tiffany anything. Don't let them touch anything of value until they're at least nine. Back to this child. She didn't want to get her ears pierced. And it was a whole thing. And it was her mom telling her that your dad just spent this much money. We're going to get your ears pierced. And me, I eventually gave up because the kid, the kid was having a tantrum and I did not want to do, I was overwhelmed. I was 17. Whoo, whoo. Can you say, I'm glad this stone is with me right now. Hold on. Can you say no in that situation? Like not to, if the child not as, is really, so if the child is having a tantrum and it can't mm-hmm. sit still and you are literally poking holes in its body, can you just say this is not safe right now? Or do you have to do it? You can absolutely do that. But as long as the, and that was the thing is it became this, they were there a solid 45 minutes to an hour because if the parent says, I want this done and there's not a line then it's on the parent to calm the kid, but they're the customer. I just feel like no matter how young that child is, they have some adjustment issues right now. I hope they're in therapy. Yeah, yeah probably. But I mean, they have the money for it. She had Tiffany earrings. Well, thank that, God. That really took me back. That wasn't even what I began to talk about because this is If These Walls, a geology podcast <laughs> with a shout out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who as of this month became the most the, what was it? The most followed, followed man, man on, on social media. Yeah. Ariana, I think Ariana Grande is still ahead of him overall, but he is the most followed man. And you know what it is? You know what? And Ariana has this too. Appeals to so many pools. So many mm-hmm. pools. The children love. The mothers love. The gym heads love. The men love. Everyone. It's just, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Big fans of both. Shout out to that. And in honor of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you listened last week, Elena made a special plea and put something out to the universe. 
and asked for a present and I got her a big ass rock because that's what friends do. Oh, thank you. It's so pretty. I don't actually physically have it. She's showing it to me on a screen. We're socially distant. So I'm just holding this giant ball of fluorite up in it's the air. Humongous. It is huge. She's a big, she's a big girl. This she's is a heavy girl. That's a you, big girl stone. You put this by your bedside. You pick it up. Look at that. It is between a baseball and a softball. So that is a full claw around it. So if somebody breaks in in the night. 100% you can murder someone with that. I, oh, dead. Dead, dead. Oh, so that's why I thought that's why I thought you'd like it. I'm like, this Thank is more you. useful than like a little thing. But why I bring that up is not only to continue to tell the one person who thinks I'm mean to you that I'm not <laughs> with me until the day I die, but also because you asked where I got it. I got it. I supported a local business, little stone shop and artist hovel um, at 400 West Rich. If you're in the Columbus area, highly recommend support local artists. Anyway, I found myself in a land of confusion. Thanks. Just like Phil, Phil Collins. Collins told you, you would. Do you remember that music video? Yeah. No, it's terrifying. Definitely. I thought, I remember turning it on. I thought it was an episode of Fraggle Rock and yeah. it's in fact Genesis. No, <laughs> it's puppets and it's scary. So it is not Henson up. puppets either. To be fair, a lot of Henson puppets are scary. Once they leave the screet, once they leave the scursome screet, they get real scary. Do you have like a Sam the Eagle problem? I do. We'll get into that later. You know how I feel about it. You know how I feel about authority. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I looked around and I saw rose quartz and they said, oh, that's for romance. And I said, really? It looks like rock to me. So Elena, as a lover of stones and crystals, I wonder if you could explain to me and to all of our listeners how you got into this mystical world and in this in the name of Halloween, why should we care? Oh God, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> That's so great. I'm not actually, I was just looking for something that I could buy that would combat the terribleness of the earth. But you've done this for years. I haven't done it for you. Okay, so I did, I went through, okay. When I was 14, I started to really love Stevie Nicks. And then I kind of got a little bit, I think I saw Practical Magic at that point, And I got a little bit into pretending I was a witch or wishing I could be a witch to the point, to the point where I did buy like a spell book. And I did a couple little things in the woods behind the house I grew up in. So there's probably some weird stuff buried back there still. What do you mean? No, no, no. What do you mean? Weird. I don't know. It was like, it it was like the book I bought was so innocuous. It was like very like lighthearted. And like, if you're having a bad day, chew a carrot, spit it out, bury it under a heap of rocks And I don't know, shit like that. And it was, uh, but it was a fun little thing to do. I I would not, I'm not Wiccan. I appreciate the Wiccans. I think they're cool. I am not one of them, but it is, I have this thing where I like, I, I just want to believe in so much stuff and I just kind of don't, but I still keep wanting to believe in it. If that makes any sense. Is it like a, a, an all buy into a placebo effect? Yeah, I like, but I like to take the path of least resistance. That's not going to like give me a lot of work to do and buying stones feels like it's pretty easy and accessible, (laughs) especially, especially if you can convince your friends to just buy them for you, (laughs) you don't have to buy them. Basically. So what you're telling me is I just bought you shiny blue ball. Jesus. I bought you a God. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, my Lord. Derek also did give me a piece of rose quartz. So that's nice because it's romantic. It means romance. So I have that. And then I'll have your ball of, what is it? Bravery? I'm supposed to be brave. It is strength. First off, I looked into, I actually, so I was talking to the person there, read the labels and then asked them. I was like, okay, so what does this actually mean? Cause I'm giving this to someone who I thought knew better. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she's going to be really picky. Um, so I ended up looking at it at home. One fluorite is a Pisces stone. That's Didn't know- me. I knew- and you. Yes. We're wow. Both Pisces. We are Pisces. Fishy bitch. Anyway, so <laughs> it's Pisces. It is protection, strength, focus 
and um and what is it a relief of hold on i actually have this open i only have maybe one out of four of those things yeah it is mental enhancement fluoride increases our powers of concentration self-confidence and helps us in decision making and positivity balances the energies and improves balance and coordination both physically and mentally i like that i need that and I think it's, uh, uh, there's some, I'm thinking of something right now where it's like, you can't buy it for yourself. Someone else has to buy it for you. I feel like it's that kind of thing. Cause I found myself looking for stones, but I feel like someone else has to like gift it to you for it to work. I just made that up. What, what if that was the plot of infinity war? <laughs> okay. Thanos, here's the thing. Not only does everyone hate you because you want to take out half the world, but you have to get them to give you the stones. They have to mean it. Wow. And it was a romance and the whole thing's a romance. That would be a very long series, longer than however, 42 movies. Then I saw you in that purple man, purple man, purple man. I think Prince would have wanted that. I think so too. For him. Anyway, that was our venture into geology. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This geology, is mysticism. And do you, do you believe in like Thanos. astrology? I I enjoy it in retrospect as a oh, that's why I was in a shitty mood last week. Or why am I gassy right now? Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, what are those? If I need an excuse, it's great. Here's honestly, yes, it's, it's very that. And specifically with certain things being in retrograde, I will more often than not, if I'm already in a place where I'm mentally and verbally fucking shit up, particularly in a professional context, I will check to see if Mercury is in retrograde and I will purposely schedule meetings for after. All right. Well, let me lay this on you. So we're recording on the 12th. I'm going to, I'm going to destroy your life right now. Mercury goes into retrograde tomorrow and lasts through November 3rd. No! (laughs) I backed away because I know it blows out the microphone. Why, Elena? I don't know if I can. The home stretch of the American election is during Mercury and retrograde. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Hide your kids. Hide Hide your your wife. And hide everyone. Hide yourself. Hide your go under a cover. Don't come out until oh. no vote first. Make sure you vote. This is this is if these walls of geology podcast find a rock and hide under it. It is going to get so bad. I have so many important things happening in the next few weeks. Oh, I hate this. See, so to that extent, I believe in astrology yeah, to I answer your too. question. <laughs> so that I will look at it. It's it's usually just Mercury and retrograde. I have a few friends who, and it is fun to do the super deep, okay, the moon is in what house when you're born? What's this rising sign that you have? And doing the deep analysis of who you are in a person. And I will say, I've done some of those with groups of friends where I'm like, that shit cuts deep. That is absolutely, you can get loose um, interpretations of folks with astrology i think where it says you know you you're you're prone to accidents and everyone's like oh that's me everyone is everyone has uh oh moments but there are i can't even go into specific detail on it but i will say that i've seen some astrological readings of how people behave and who you are as a person where i'm like holy fucking shit they read the hell out of you red library is open but This is If These Walls, a podcast about astrology rocks and how much astrology rocks. Each (laughs) week, one of us will present a location and educate the other. And there's sure to be lots of interrupting, giggling, impressions, tangents, other crap. But you're going to learn some stuff. This is episode 21. We're all enough to drink, bitch. We're old enough to know what the fucking intro is, Oh, Elena. I don't know what it is. You always read it. This is like oh the second God. time I've read the intro. Just we're just stopping, changing the tone of your voice, and reading from the Google Doc. Anyway. 
That's Audrey, and she's a Pisces with the House mm-hmm. of the Rising Sun. And that's Elena, and she's also a Pisces, and she loves cats and chicken. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. The one good thing I have is this week, I'm not going to make you absolutely terrified with my story. Last week was a lot. Last week was very hard to digest for me. I got a lot of feedback. Yeah, everyone. We got some (laughs) feedback that you guys were horrified, but that's okay because we were too. Yeah, I think think one of my favorites is I had a a cousin who was working a gig later at night and she said oh i'm gonna i'm gonna drive home and i'm gonna finish the second half of the podcast and she couldn't do it because it was dark and she was scared it's very scary but today we're gonna keep it light keep it bright and keep it slightly homosexual okay yes hold on to your doom buggies oh my god we are grim grinning ghosts about to socialize okay Um, so admittedly of all the subjects that I have done, this kind of scares me the most because Disney fans are so fanatical. Oh no. So there is, it is one of the most like widely scrutinized and talked about and beloved subjects, especially among Disney fans. So if I get something wrong or offend someone who is a huge Disney fan, then just let me know. And I will be happy to correct myself on a future episode. Thank God we're not close friends with one of America's favorite drag queens, who is one of the most well-known Disney files. He knows that I am doing this and I fact checked some information with Miss Nina West and and I got some, I got some insider info. So if anything you say is wrong, Nina West told you so. Okay. So after, uh, like many of these subjects that we cover, after I started researching, I realized I was not going to be able to fit everything I would want to talk about in one episode. Cause initially I wanted to like walk you through the ride, which if you've never been on it, because I have never been on it, but I can't condense that down into a 60 minute episode of a podcast. So I'm going to give you some background and inside information and talk about the mansion's development and its impact on our culture. And then I'm going to take a bit of a dark turn at the end because it is after all spooky season. Oh no. And what's spooky season without a little Disney related murder? You said it was going to be wholesome. It's mostly wholesome. Okay. Okie dokie. Here we go. The tombstones outside the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland in Anaheim can be seen and read by those that are waiting in the interactive queue. These tombstones have become tributes to the Imagineers that created the attraction, with quippy phrases based on the real-life people that put their blood, sweat, and magic into the ride. So here are just a few of the classic epitaphs you can peep on the fake gravestones in the interactive queue. Here lies Phineas Pock, laid to rest beneath this rock, R.I.P. Okay. Oh. In final rest, M. Dibjib. He had to eat that one last rib. Oh, it's a fat joke. It's a fat joke. (laughs) Rolo Rumkin lived and died a friendly bumpkin. Which is a tribute to Imagineer Rolly Crump. That's and delightful. Here rests Waffle R. Bender. He rode to glory on a fender, peaceful rest, which is a tribute to Waffle Rogers, who assisted with the animatronics in the mansion. Aww. And there are many more. I, those were just a few. Perhaps the most popular and well loved epitaph reads. Master Gracie laid to rest. No mourning, please, at his request. And this is a tribute to Yale Gracie, who created the magical special effects that made early Disney rides sparkle. Literally. The dancers at the dinner party scene inside the mansion, the hitchhiking ghosts that follow you home, the dueling portraits, and even the lightning bugs in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yale Gracie was the pixie dust of Disneyland says Paul Holes in his podcast Murder Squad, which he hosts with Billy Jensen, and I do highly recommend. Gail Gracie's tombstone is the most prominent in the interactive queue, his fake tombstone. In an attempt to lightly scare the audience, the dirt around the fake Gracie grave is new, giving the appearance that he is just freshly buried. 
But the real story behind Yale Gracie's death is, very sadly, much darker than any of the tongue-in-cheek haunts in the mansion itself. Yale Gracie was murdered, and his murder is still unsolved. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But he was, what at first off, the most, and, and last off, I do just have the one thing to say. What an amazing nickname to have. The Pixie Dust of the Pixie Disneyland. Dust of Disneyland. Isn't that you, the cutest? You aren't just the best of the best. You make the best better. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, all right. So let's start with the mansion or the mansions, if you will. The Haunted Mansion at Disneyland stands in New Orleans Square. It is an antebellum-era-style house with big iron gates and well-tended gardens and courtyards. All Disney lovers, and I think most human beings in general, know that Disneyland was the first of Disney's parks to open. With the Haunted Mansion's gates opening for the very first time on August 9, 1969, the very same day that the Manson family murdered Sharon Tate and her house guests on Cielo Drive, just 41 miles away from the world's happiest place. As early as 1951, Disney Imagineers, known back then as Illusioners, began initial drawings for the mansion. Disneyland officially opened in 1955, but its attractions were not quite ready. Walt and his Illusioners had been hard at work creating attractions for the 1964 World's Fair, and their progress on Disneyland was put on the back burner for a while. I so mean, that's after some... the you first. <laughs> I was just going to say, so the park opened in 1955. When it opened, they knew that the Haunted Mansion was going to be an attraction, and its footprint sat on the lot for 14 years before it opened. But the outside, the facade, was was there for a long time. So it created a lot of anticipation for many years. That's, I mean, it's brilliant. That's brilliant marketing. It's br- um, It was not done for that purpose initially, I don't think, but you're correct. It is brilliant marketing. And I, I can't even be mad at them for, ha- for having it take longer because I'm sorry you were working on the 1964 World's Fair. I can understand yes. how that would be a priority. Yes. The original concept for the Haunted Mansion was to tell one fluid story, that of the dark and tortured sea captain, Captain Gore, who killed his bride and then hanged himself in anguish. The storyline was eventually abandoned, one, because it was really dark, and two, because it was thought that perhaps another ride with a sea theme wasn't necessary given that Pirates of the Caribbean had opened just two years prior. Aspects of the sea captain story still exist in the mansion to this day. Probably, and I say probably here, I mean definitely. One of the coolest things about the development of the mansion is just how many eclectic different ideas from so many Imagineers over the years went into the space. It managed to embrace the original scary story with a bit of tongue-in-cheek comedy with a sprinkle of surrealism and the bizarre along the way. 999 different personalities and creative styles live in the mansion, along with the 999 ghosts that the ride promotes. Somewhere along the line, the idea that the mansion is home to ghosts from all over the world developed and gave the Imagineers much more freedom in their creation. Walt Disney himself describes this influx of ghosts. Where you're going to meet the ghosts. This is a little scale model now that of the Disneyland area. We've seen this many times, but we haven't got the ghosts in there yet. But we're out collecting the ghosts. We're going to bring ghosts from all over the world, and we're making it very attractive to them, hoping, you know, they'll want to come and stay at Disneyland, so we're putting in wall-to-wall cobwebs, and we guarantee them creaking doors and creaking floors. Adorable. Adorable! But never forget that he was incredibly anti-Semitic. Okay. Bummer. Okay. I I do want to say that, yes, he was incredibly anti-Semitic. That's, you can't negate that. Um, But looking at what he just said as a marketing technique, it is all the, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus while carefully describing what some of the attractions are going to be and showing an attention to detail. I I don't think it's shocking to anyone that Mr. Disney was a fabulous marketer. Oh yeah. You can just, there is a 30 minute video on YouTube that I'll link in the resources that is just the uh, creation of 
or just leading up to the opening of uh, mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion, it's really worth watching. And he, the way he talks about it in there is so, and he very tragically died before it opened. I mean, he, he did not get to see the opening of the mansion at Disney, Disneyland, which is very unfortunate, even though again, anti-Semitic. Okay. Can we jump really back to this back really quick? Yeah. Does it really say, okay. Um, uh, for everyone out there, I, as I believe, you know, and as I believe I have shared before, I have been on the haunted mansion twice and seen all of my fleshy palms and not much past that. I was going to bring this up eventually. Can you tell us the ages that you were when this happened? I don't want you to laugh as hard as you are going to. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was 18 and 20. Shut your mouth. You were not. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. I can do, I can take in a lot of horror content. Literally. Okay. So this weekend I watched all of season two of haunting slash the haunting of Bly Manor in one day. It was great. Tell me what happens yet. I won't tell you what happens. I, I, it's an enjoyable, they didn't, they didn't shit the bed on season two, um, which I was very pleased with. Anyway, last night I watched devil's, uh, not devil's retracts house for thousand corpses while eating mango jerky in my bed and just like giggling. And to be fair, it is a dark comedy, but anyway, I can do that. I can't do in-person spookies. Really? I, it makes me so Something it's, it's not, I can't even name why, but I become so physically tense. Everything in me wants to shrink up into a ball. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack Audrey. before we even start. What? Audrey. What? It's a ride for children. Do you see how nervous I just got? I'm so I sorry. I'm sorry. I, just, oh, I understand that. And I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> We got through the famous queue and read all the stuff. And even with the little puns and in that first room where, where the floor, before you mm-hmm. even get on the, before you even get on the ride. I'll tell you more at, about the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're looking at the, at the portraits and whatnot, and when it, it does the transition that it does, that was when I lost my shit. That was unacceptable. It was creepy. And then I do remember, cause I wrote it once with my dad that was the first time when I was 18 and there they got to the hitchhiker part and dad was, and I had my hands over my eyes and my thumbs in my ears and dad shaking me. And he says, Audrey, look, Audrey, look. And I scream, stop it. <laughs> Cause he was touching me. And I, I didn't want to look. I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. I'm not going to judge. That's I don't okay. want to be mean. No, it's fine. I was just going to say 999 ghosts though. There's is that really a number? There's, mm-hmm. Are there really? That's what we are told. Yes. Wow. I should see him sometime. Okay. You let's should. Go. Seems like you've had a couple chances. <laughs> so speaking of walking through the mansion, there are a plethora of haunted mansion walkthroughs on the YouTubes. Uh, and unlike last week's subject, I highly suggest checking them out, especially if you've never been through the ride, which again, I have not. Although I feel like I have now. Although Disneyland's version opened first, the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom in Florida followed shortly in October of 1971. When the props and illusions were ordered for Disneyland, they were also ordered for Disney World, knowing that the Florida version wouldn't be too far behind. And in most aspects, the rides are exactly the same, with a few exceptions, the largest of which being the style of the outside. The Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom is located in Liberty Square, and developers wanted the style of house to match its Disney neighborhood. The house house is Dutch Gothic era revival style with turrets and the implication that someone is screaming your name across the moors, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the antebellum style of... That I have been to the both. When I was 18, it was Florida, and then when I was 20, it was California. The other big difference is the length of the ride. The mansion has a larger footprint at the Florida park than it does in Anaheim. So they made the experience a bit longer. Additional voiceovers were recorded, most notably those of the ghost host and more installations and ghosts were installed. A third haunted mansion opened at Tokyo Disneyland in 1983. And this one is almost an exact replica of the Disney World version. 
and the super Disney nerds, and I say that with love, that is not like I'm making fun of them. I think it's awesome, can tell you all the very specific differences between them. So the Haunted Mansion has Easter eggs galore. There's a lot of fun little tidbits for you to find. And there are so many things you might miss if you just take one ride on a doom buggy. Or many things you might miss if you're Audrey and you take two rides in a doom buggy but don't actually look at anything. But man, do I know the inside of my hands like the back of my hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. (laughs) Thank you. All right, here are just a few fun and notable items. At the Disneyland Mansion... This is what you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. The stretching room where guests begin their mansion journey is actually lowering you underground. As the floor and you are lowered, the full content of the giant scary but funny portraits are revealed. Audrey's face looks like she's so, she's so scared. No funny, no funny. (laughs) The difference is mainly due to builders being short on space at the Disneyland version. So in Disneyland, you are being lowered down And in Disney World, the ceiling is being raised up. Same room, different effects. And it is, I do get how this story... (gasps) God damn it. They're bats. Are they bats? They're bats. It's my own face. (laughs) (laughs) It's dark out and I have a candle lit and the window's in front of me and I saw a face and it's mine. (laughs) No, the room, it's stretchy and you see part of the portrait and they look like just normal portraits. And then the room stretches and a little ballerina and now she's on a tight rope over an alligator. That's scary scary to you. That's scary to you. It's dark. Okay. Madame Leota, one of the most recognizable of the happy haunts in the mansion is based on an Imagineer named Leota. Oh. She is the face of the ghost, but not the voice. The voice belongs to Eleanor Audley, who voiced both Maleficent and Cinderella's stepmother. Oh. hmm In 2006, Disneyland's Haunted Mansion got an upgrade. Insert Beyonce lyrics. During <laughs> which Imagineers gave a name to the ghost bride in the attic, who has always been one of the most popular of the happy haunts. They also gave her a backstory... In the 19th century, Constance Hatchaway married and murdered at least five wealthy men and inherited their fortunes. Now, she chants sinister wedding vow incantations as a hatchet appears in her hands. Oh my God! See? That's scary! (laughs) One of the most well-loved hidden secrets in the mansion is Constance's wedding ring. And this comes to you straight from Nina West. Years ago, cast members and park patrons alike decided that a small ring that was left in the pavement from the removal of an old post was one of Constance's wedding rings, which she had thrown from the attic window after murdering one of her husbands. After a refurb in the early 2000s, the ring, which was not actually ever really a ring, it just looked like one, was removed and people were pissed. So in 2011, Imagineers added a permanent ring back into the pavement in the interactive queue. Because you know who's the real Imagineer? It's all of us, Elena. (laughs) We're all all Imagineers. No, I mean, that's exactly why I never... I, I, I can yuck a lot of yums out there. I never want to hit on the Super Disney nerds because not only is there so much content to enjoy and analyze within the whole Disney oeuvre, but there's so much magic and mysticism that people create themselves with their own experience, like finding a fucking washer on the ground and yep. saying, oh, that's a wedding ring from the ghost lady in the attic. Yep. Like what a, what a stretch of that storyline, but at the same time. Anything yeah. that encourages you to always be thinking creatively. All right, the hat box ghost, a ghost whose head goes missing and then reappears in the hat box he is carrying in his outstretched hand, was originally created for the Disneyland attraction in 1969, but was scrapped before the mansion officially opened. And then for years, so this like this story of this hat box ghost got out so people knew who it was, even though it was never officially part of the ride. So then they started installing him in different, like whispers of him all over the ride until finally in 2015 he was brought back from the dead and placed at the end of the attic scene 
Another fun point. You ready? Because this is the theatrical part. Okay. Didn't know this. Probably learned it in theater history. Forgot about it immediately. Pepper's ghost is the term used to describe the otherworldly quality of the ghosts that spin around the mansion. Some literally as in the ballroom scene. Do you know Pepper's ghost? No. Okay. This is an old theatrical trick that Yale Gracie and the other Imagineers harnessed. Harnessed. Named after John Henry Pepper, which is my new favorite name, who first successfully exhibited the illusion in 1862. It's an illusion meant to easily trick an audience. Now, this is a direct quote from Google on how it works. The original Pepper's Ghost optical illusion involves placing a large piece of glass at an angle between the brightly lit stage room in which viewers look straight ahead and a hidden room. The glass reflects the hidden room kept dark that holds a ghostly scene. In Mm. order to best understand it, I do highly suggest you Google it and look at the images because I'm not saying I understand it, but I'm also not saying that I don't understand it. No, I know what you're talking about because when I was a young warthog and Disney would take you through Epcot and the Magic Kingdom and there was that guy, oh, what's his butt? I can see his orangish fluffy hair now. Um, and he did a walkthrough of the mechanics behind the haunted mansion Mm -hmm. and they, and they showed that glass and how the reflection was done. Yeah. So one of the most wonderful things about the mansion is how the characters take on histories. Like we were just talking about how they become such important fixtures and how their stories continue to evolve 50 plus years into their existence in the mansion. And one of the most legendary, if not the most, no, let's just say it's the most legendary of these characters is the faceless ghost host. Over the years, Disney lore among patrons and park staff alike has given the ghost host a name and personality. So this is the, this is the, the voice that is, that is uh, guiding you through the mansion. Does not have a face. The host is none other than special effects and lighting genius Yale Gracie. The attribution of the ghost host to Gracie is likely due to the word master on his fake tombstone outside the mansion, as in he is the master of the mansion, Master Gracie. Wait, so is it actually his voice? It is not his voice. Oh, shoot. I didn't write. Oh, uh, some, some Disney. Some no, it's okay. I was just confused. I'm like, right now. It, it, it's let's, not let's, his voice. It let's is, it just, has, it's James Earl Jones. Just say that. It's not um, James Earl Jones. It might be. Anyway, so how is it him then? How are they, if it's faceless and the voice isn't him? It's, it's, it's one of those things that has just grown over time in, um, I'm looking up the ghost host voice. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. Paul Freeze. God damn it. Thank you. Paul Freeze. You will, you, He's a famous voice actor. It is still his voice and has been since the 60s. Are you going to make me Google it? You're going to make um, me Google What? He's on Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, no, it was never officially has been stated that it is Gail Gracie, but because his tombstone epitaph reads master, he is thought to be the master of the mansion, and it has just kind of grown in, uh, in folklore since then. Okay. Yale, let's talk a little bit about Yale Gracie. Are you ready to come back to me? I was still on Paul Freeze and I'm looking him up and he had 85 names. He's a, he was, he dubbed the role of Eddie in the ugly dachshund for any, for anyone else who knew and loved that film. There do you know go. that? Do you know that no. film? Uh-uh. The ugly dachshund is a great Dane. It is a Aww. 1960s classic. This family has a herd of dachshunds and one dog that's a Great Dane. And it's essentially Marmaduke, the 90-minute adventure. Aw. Thank oh, you. God, classic Disney. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about Yo Gracie. He was born in Shanghai in 1910, the son of an American consul. After graduating from boarding school in England, he moved to L.A. to attend the Art Center School of Design. In 1939, he joined Disney as a layout artist for Pinocchio and Fantasia. Ever heard of him? In 1961. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Don't ni- be that guy. In 1961, he started working as an Imagineer slash illusioner. 
So special effects were still very new, and he quite literally had no experience in them except for his own hands-on training. So he taught himself all this electricity work. He taught himself all these special effects that have become canon. He became well-celebrated for his lighting effects on both Pirates of the Caribbean and The Haunted Mansion. And after 36 years with the company, Yale retired in 1975. Gracie and his wife, Beverly, spent their retirement traveling, and one of their favorite places to stay was a cabana at the Bel Air Bay Club on the Pacific Coast Highway in the Pacific Palisades, just outside Los Angeles. They stayed there practically every weekend after he was retired. On the night of September 5th, 1983, an unknown intruder entered their cabana and shot both Yale and Beverly before fleeing onto the nearby beach. The shots were reported by fellow club members around 2.30 in the morning. Yale died instantly, but Beverly managed to survive. So the craziest thing about this is that info that I just gave you is pretty much all we know about Yale Gracie's death. Police found no evidence, no motive, no nothing. And they hypothesized that the murderer was a drifter who simply found an open door and decided to try and take two people's lives. Come on, Richard Ramirez. Nothing was stolen from the room, although police suspect that the transient had been looking for drugs or money. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold, hold on, detective. Hold on. Okay. Use nothing was stolen, but we suspect they were looking for drugs or money. Yes. If they were looking for money and nothing was stolen, how did you decide they were looking for money? Because that's literally the only thing they could think of. Because who's going to have beef with two septuagenarians that are just sleeping in a cabana? I don't know. Some octogenarian who's like you, young whippersnappers, you think you know everything. (laughs) So I mentioned mentioned the podcast Murder Squad, which is Paul Holes and Billy Jensen, who you might know from the I'll Be Gone in the Dark HBO series and the book. So Paul Holes worked closely with Michelle McNamara- as she was writing her book. And then Billy Jensen's the one who finished it for her after she passed away. Did Patton Uh, work on it too? Yeah. Him and Patton are the ones that finished it. Um, So they have a podcast now that is all about uh, unsolved murders. It's called murder squad. And the, they, the podcast itself is kind of delightful and fun, but like the goal of it is for them to solve unsolved murders. So their episode, I think it came out like last Halloween is about this. And they're specifically putting it out there for if you have any information, this is unsolved, so help us solve it. And it is really odd that the death of such a high-profile artist and creator is unsolved. Um, On Yale's profile on D23, as I was researching, which is the official Disney fan page, it does not even mention his murder. And I noticed that Mm -hmm. a few places did that. They don't mention his murder. They just say that he passed away at the age of 73. Um, and even some Disney fanatics are unaware, unaware of the murder, or at least I gathered from being on the Unresolved Mysteries Forum on Reddit, where I read this big post and it linked these articles, and I think it linked to the Murder Squad episode, and the comments were just like, I am a true crime fanatic, I am a Disney fanatic, I had no idea this happened. And I didn't either until I randomly Googled the looking up information about Haunted Mansion. I am very much of an opinion when a large sector of humanity doesn't know about something, regardless of whether or not they are a fanatic about that subject or that thing. Um, That means it was intentional that you didn't know. Uh, There's, 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 there's foul. There's something to foul in the state of Denmark, man. Because when you look up, if you look up his, just his, uh, I mean, it's on his Wikipedia and stuff like yeah. that. But if you look up his mention on like bunch on a bunch of Disney sites, they don't mention it. And I think, I think there, there is, I did see a couple of people comment. And this is even mentioned in that podcast episode that Disney does not like to have no. bad things associated with them. So it, they tend there to are kind no... of filter it out. Did you know no one's ever died on the Disney property? Uh, yeah, because I Did tried you know? to I tried to Google that as well because yeah. I thought it would be interesting to do Disney deaths. 
Not a lot of info. They will hawk that corpse to celebration faster than you can say Kissimmee St. Cloud. <laughs> they do not permit people to be pronounced deceased on the property. Wow. It is a thing. It is a well I have. When I say that I have friends that have worked there, I realize that I am like everyone else on this planet. So I have friends that have worked there and there are stories among folks that have worked for the organization of, you know, oh, this, this person in character costume tripped during a parade and a float went over them and the order was given to continue the parade and that person died. And because you can't, you can't kill the magic. That's That's the thing. That's like Heidi Klum just stepping over Carrie Bradshaw on the catwalk after she fell during the fashion show. Okay, let's continue. Is it? (laughs) So Beverly was shot four times and survived. And Yale supposedly even more than that. So I ask you, is that not overkill for a very, for what is supposed to be a random shooting? But again, what beef would someone have with a 73-year-old former Disney employee? Um, Beverly was able to give a description to officers who put out wanted flyers, but the only information they turned up is that witnesses had seen the man close to the cabana on the evening of the shooting and that he might've had a dog with him. That's it. That's all I have. And at this point, I would say it is incredibly unlikely that the murder will be solved. Was it a dog like Pluto or a dog like Goofy? Did the dog have pants? On four legs. No pants, Pluto. Well, Gorsh. Gorsh. Rumor is that cast members uh, at the Disneyland Haunted Mansion make sure that there's always a fresh rose on the fake grave of Master Gracie. The 2003 Eddie Murphy movie, The Haunted Mansion, obviously based off the attraction, also not good, also paid homage (laughs) to Master Gracie. He is the former owner of the mansion that hanged himself in despair after his betrothed drank poison. You know, a kid's film. My God. Um, so this is funny because uh, that I put the sentence in here because this is you in a nutshell, um, (laughs) that the ways in which we embrace how we like to be scared very greatly, you can watch it on TV or in movies, but you can't experience it in person. No. Um, so there's something in the magic of the haunted mansion that has made it so beloved for over 50 years because it still consistently ranks among top rides as voted by consumers. Nina West favorite attraction. What makes it so popular? Question mark. Robert Niles of theme park insider hypothesizes. It's the ghost host. Paul Free's narration makes the Haunted Mansion an intimate, personal experience. You're not riding anonymously through huge show scenes, as on Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's a small world. You're taking an individual tour through the mansion, guided by your own personal host. That design decision helps the guest feel more involved in the experience on Haunted Mansion than on many other classic theme park attractions. For 10 minutes, this is your ride, not just a ride that you're on. The entire experience is designed to create an impression of a personal experience with the 999 happy haunts of the mansion. And that's why I don't like it. (laughs) So what scares us is so unique to us as people and experiencing fear, even in a family friendly environment, Audrey, Mm. is very personal. (laughs) Family friendly guy has his head in a box. The Haunted Mansion lets riders experience this privately, wrapped in the protection of their doom buggies. And yes, the Haunted Mansion is not very scary as compared to some of the other things we subject ourselves to, like fucking whoever you did last week. Uh, Its humor is smart, funny, and cheesy, and it's good scary fun. And the ride takes care of its riders. And just from watching videos and reading statements and it's what what makes it so amazing to me is that so much care has been taken with it not only in the layout and the frights and the animatronic and the hidden things meant for only true fans it's it's just so well taken care of and so well presented to people (laughs) i'm rethinking my last sentence here okay i'll read it because the Haunted Mansion's got 999 ghosts, but a bitch ain't one. Oh, 
that you rethought that and sad that you said it. I regret writing it. Don't regret saying it. I understand why though. I get that it's there. And also, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's good, cheesy, scary, fun. But at the same time, there's something inherent inherently malevolent to me about the concept of something that is deceased decomposing decaying and somehow okay like the the concept of the happy haunt where it's like no 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 this is unnatural this is unnatural and you're okay with it and that makes me not trust you so this is fascinating so you're not a happy friendly ghost person you think ghosts should be tortured and sad I think ghosts shouldn't be here. <laughs> that incidentally, thing. I do. I have one more thing to say about the mansion, but I have to tell you, I started reading a book. Um, I don't have it next to me. Crapola. It's called Ninth House. It's a fantasy. A what? Book. Ninth House. Like the tenth kingdom, but smaller than a kingdom and less than ten. Yes, but okay. like Ninth House. Oh, here. And it is written by a woman named Lee Bardugo. And I think she has also written, this is an adult series, but I think she has also written a bunch of young adult uh, fantasy series as well. Anyway, she's a wonderful writer. I'm very much enjoying it. But it is about ghosts and it is about them piercing the veil. They call them greys. And the way that she portrays ghosts is really fascinating. But you know who's in there as a character? One of your old friends. Neil Gracie. Hiram Bingham the third. Why? He's it's there's a so this book takes place at Yale and it's talking about the like <sighs> basically the eight secret I, societies that are at Yale. Yeah. Okay, I, I, but he is one of the founders of the society that basically protects the other secret societies from ghosts. I think that he plays a big role. He's like I'm not done with it yet. It's an amazing book, though. Highly recommend. I'll come back with my Hiram Bingham. uh, I understand that from a book writing standpoint, just because he is associated with adventuring and bravery, even though a lot of that is a is a Betty Crocker crock pot full of uh, country crock. And they acknowledge that that he didn't actually discover Machu Picchu. No. Um, Speaking of cultural uses. Uh, we went through a few of them, the movie, um, there's games, there's, uh, characters from Haunted Mansion in, um, what was that TV series that was live action about once upon a time or once yeah. upon a mattress? Yeah, once it was upon a time. Upon, it was once upon Yeah. Uh, there are, there uh, are, the, the culture impact of Haunted Mansion is huge. References to it everywhere. Yeah. But I have a quick personal anecdote. Okay. Canadian author Cory Doctorow released a novel called Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom in 2003. He's like a huge digital rights activist. So he had first released it for free on his website, which is why we were able to take it and adapt it into a theatrical production. Hmm. Um, So the book is set in the Magic Kingdom in the 22nd century. It's highly sci-fi. The park is now is run by rival ad hoc. They're called ad hocracies. Um, so different factions run different areas of the park and the main characters are Julius, Lil, and Dan, and they all work in Liberty Square. And the plot of the majority of the plot of the book revolves around Julius trying to save his favorite ride, which is the Haunted Mansion. So in 2012, I think it was 2012, um, available at theater adapted the show for the stage and boy, was it fun as hell to be a part of. It would be. Loved it. Um, and included a very awesome and creepy dance number, Two Grim Grinning Ghosts, which was a joy to perform. And if I can find the video, I will put it on Instagram with the show stuff. But I got to dress, like I had like a, a giant um, knife through my head and got to dress in a scary little costume. And it was super fun. That's so cute. It was very cute. Okay, that I enjoy. See, that, okay. So I can't say it's that I don't enjoy it in person because I also do like a good play that has spooky references. Although I will get the willies. I think it's if I share the room and the space with something. That's when I'm uncomfortable. Because I believe in malevolent forces. But I just, I don't, 
I don't think all ghosts are malevolent. Not everyone is tortured and angry when they die. Some people just die and their ghosts are content. And this is going into a real feel like super theology is I am of a mind that when you're good, you're gone, you pass on, you're not in the same realm anymore. Okay. And it's not a, oh, you get a free ticket and you get something out. It's an acknowledgement of you get to transcend past this flawed realm that we're in now. Hmm. You know? I understand where you're coming from. Like, why would you want to continue to live in a world that has Satin Island in it? True. You don't need that. You don't need that. Any final thoughts on the Haunted Mansion from you? I do have a game for you. I, I'm looking forward to the game. I do just want to say that I, 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 I'm sorry I am the way that I am. You don't need to apologize for anything. I'm not finished. I will admit it is a, from what I saw of it, which is everything up until it actually started. (laughs) (laughs) From everything from the outside to the inside is on par with and above and beyond the typical trademark Disney exquisite attention to detail. Yes. It is. They will not let you die in line of boredom. If the pandemic passes and I feel safe going, will you come to Disneyland with me and go through the haunted mansion? I mean, God knows I've saved money keeping both keeping my job and not going out places during this pandemic. So yes, I can afford to jump okay, to the kingdom. Okay, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and then I've got a game for you. I love games. Oh hey, I didn't see you there. I know what you're thinking. 2020. What a crazy year, right? Seems like there's not a lot we can control right now, but there is one thing we can do. And I'm here to ask you a favor in a non-threatening, polite, and deep voice. Go vote. That's all. Just go vote. Do it today. Get it over with. And while you're at it, be kind to others. And say hi to your mother for me. Okay, so I admittedly took the easy way out again. And I found a quiz on the internet. Okay. About the haunted mansion. And it's one of those things where if you have been paying attention to the lecture, you will pass it. Oh, you ready? All right. So I've taken this uh, quiz directly from Disney's blog. (laughs) Great. Great. All right. What year did the haunted, and I'm sorry, I have multiple choice questions for you. It's 1969. It was in my thing last week, too. Nope. What year did the Haunted Mansion open at Magic Kingdom Park? 1969, 1971, 1973, or 1975? Oh, fuck you. Um, I specifically tabbed away so that I'm not looking through the episode. 73? 71. That fast? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What are the ghostly residents of the Haunted Mansion referred to by the attraction's ghost hosts? Appearing apparitions, spooky specters, ghostly ghouls, or happy haunts? Demented Dementors. Ooh, good one. It's happy haunts. Happy haunts. What is the name of the attraction ride vehicle that takes you on a tour of the mansion? Doom buggies, cursed hearses, or wagons? first off it's a doom buggies and who is the guy in the conference room that says i think wagons let's go with wagons so fun (laughs) little tidbit originally they were playing around with the idea of well so when they first started talking about the haunted mansion they were going to have it as a walkthrough so you would not be on a people transported you'd be walking through the space but then they realized you can get many many more guests through if you just cart them through yourself yeah so then they played around uh at disneyland because it is in new orleans square and it's you know there's like a water theme and everything because new orleans um they played around with having a boat ride Mm -hmm. but then scrapped that eventually because of pirates of the caribbean yeah okay here's something we didn't cover let's just see if you know it 
How many singing busts are there in the graveyard scene? That's Danny Elfman. That's not that, that right. <laughs> I thought that right at all. Uh, 13 sounds like a good number. There are five. Okay. Well, first off, I don't know that. I didn't see it and you didn't tell me. So, so yeah, I didn't get, I didn't give you any of the rest of this information. All right, let's go. Let's see. Let's see what I kind of know. Okay. Um, what is the, okay. What is the name of the spooky attraction at Hong Kong Disneyland? So oh, it, I don't it has a multiple choice here. Oh, I'm sorry. The Haunted Mansion, Mystic Manor or Phantom Manor. Let's say Phantom Manor just to change it up. It is Mystic Manor. Really? Mm-hmm. For as much as, oh, it's Hong Kong. Sorry. I was thinking about the Japanese um, attractions, but that's Hong Kong and not Japan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, here's another one. Ready? You, you know this one. Which Disney legend contributed her voice to the figure of Madame Leota in the attraction? I forgot her name already, but she voiced Cinderella's stepmom. Yes, she did. And wait a minute. This quiz is incorrect. (gasps) They have the wrong answer. Do you know what the scariest thing of all is, dear listeners? Lies. Lies (laughs) told by friends. Being misled by people you trust, which is why I don't understand or like happy haunts. I want you to trust them. (laughs) I thought it was Eleanor Audley, but she is not on here. They're saying it's Leota Tombs. This quiz is wrong. Um, Leota contributed her face and not her voice. Get your shit together, Disney. <sighs> okay, oh, I've got cute. Sorry. <laughs> I've got one more for you. Since you've already brought him up. Which Disney Park spooky attraction features a soundtrack by composer Danny Elfman? Mystic Manor at Hong Kong Disneyland, the Haunted Mansion at Tokyo Disneyland. Or Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris. Do the other two exist? You said there were three haunted houses. There are three haunted mansions, but Disneyland at in, Hong Kong Disneyland has Mystic Manor, and um, Disneyland Paris has Phantom Manor. I'm going to say Japan. It it is Mystic Manor at Hong Kong Disneyland. You are wrong. <laughs> Can I get a thing? Can I no, get a this thing, is what right? happens when you take quizzes. Okay, so this is what happens when I take quizzes. <laughs> get used to getting it's everything like, wrong. I did fine on my ACT. Oh, God, I forget what I got on my ACT. I'm sure okay. it wasn't good, though. Oh, I'm sure it was. I got 32. Well, aren't you just a little genius? Thanks. Uh, the old scoring system. Kids these days, it goes up to like 42. I think they added a what? new section. In my day, it went to 36. And I Same. think in your day too. And then I believe they added a new writing portion with an additional six points sometime in the late 2000s. Kids, just let this go to show you. It does not matter what you get on your ACTs because I have no clue. It doesn't. I worked hard on that. I I'm went sorry. to prep classes. I didn't. Oh, I mean, I did, but I did not pay attention during What the that. hell is behind you? Don't do that. Don't <laughs> fucking do that. Don't. You cunt. Why is your door open? <laughs> okay. I can't believe you called me a C word. That's what you fucking did. I, I didn't even hear myself do it. I didn't even hear myself do it. I now- was so upset now i'm picturing you going through the haunted mansion just screaming cunt at everyone (laughs) (laughs) they won't let me back they won't let me back well on that That scary note that's our that's our show uh, i thought it was going to be like lighthearted and fun and breezy but you're actually terrified of it so i can be it's it's that's the thing is everyone has something that makes them happy and everyone has something that makes them the opposite of happy. Do you think you could watch a walkthrough on YouTube? I'm going to now, but I'm going to go downstairs in a well-lit room with diners, drive-ins and dives on in the background. Okay. And so your dad's going to be like, oh, now you can get through it. I still don't know that I could do it in person. Okay. I honestly don't. It's something, the air, the feeling, the vibrations. I don't like the reason that I plug my ears and cover my eyes is I want to get rid of as many sensories as possible. And when you're at shit in person, 
you can still feel the rumblings around you. It's cold. It's damp. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it, Elena. <laughs> I'm sorry. Only your face is lit right now. And you got really close to the camera and it was very like Blair Witchy for a second. I know. I know. It's. I just want to go home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can uh, check out our Instagram for pictures from this episode uh, at if these walls pod email, if these walls pod at gmail.com with corrections or thoughts, prayers, stone recommendations, any of the above, all of the above. And for and, all of the people who have forwarded already your theories on Russ McCamey, who he is and why he ticks the way he does, I encourage you to contact police and not me because I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And I do believe some of your theories. We were going to talk about some of those, but also I think it's important not to give him any more airtime. Yeah. So he's gotten his airtime there. Oh, he's done. And on that note, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I don't like that. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Okay. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That was creepier considering what I just watched last night. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Okay. Bye.